Hello and welcome to the Skin Philosophy Edit. My name is Anna Louise Kenny and with me is Jessica Stagg. In these podcast episodes, we bring to you industry experts who have been there, done that, paving the way to help educate and build you and your aesthetic business. And this is the latest episode of the Skin Philosophy Edit. Hi, and welcome back to the Skin Philosophy Edit. Today we have Ashleen on. Ashleen is Irish like myself, and she's a nutritional therapist and a herbalist as well. So we've got her in just to talk all things about skin and skin health and diet, because it's a huge part, obviously, with it. And I know some of the therapists are thinking about developing their knowledge within nutrition and the impact it has on skin. So I'm sure you're going to love this. Hi, Ashleen. Hello. Thank you so much for having me on. I always love coming on to podcasts. So I'm excited to talk to you today. It's great. Like Irish are just an excuse to talk. Yeah. That's it. Like just have a chat. Like <laughs> Having the chats. <laughs> um, so, yeah. so how did you get into this? Where did you start off? Yeah, so I guess like I'm in business since about 2014 and I'm a nutritional therapist, which means I look obviously at people's diets and um, we very much the whole kind of philosophy of my clinic is like getting to the root of the problem. So obviously that marries in beautifully with health skin issues because it's all well and good using, yeah. you know, creams and products, but you have to look at it from the inside out as well. So um, yeah, I guess I started off 2014. I am based in Dublin in Ireland and my clinic over the last couple of years has kind of just fallen into like female health and hormones. I do a lot of fertility. I work a lot of things like PCOS, which I know a lot of your um, like skincare industry would see a lot of people coming in with hormonal acne linked to PCOS. Um, and then recently I just qualified as a herbal medicine practitioner. So in our clinic, we do nutrition, we do herbal medicine. And again, it's all about trying to find the root of the problem. Um, and yeah, that's kind of the, the short version of the story, I guess. <laughs> cool. And um, so you've had a clinic since 2014 mm-hmm. doing it. That's amazing. And are you a bit, you're absolutely flat out with it as well. But doing the herbalist on top of, you know, working and everything like that, that's a fair feat to mm-hmm. get that done as well. So with nutrition and everything, what what would you say was um, a kind of misunderstood concept about how we treat our skin nowadays with nutrition? Because and a lot of people will go, yeah, that you know, my biggest thing that I find with people in the industry is that um, looking after your skin um, but by what you eat is very very underestimated, mm-hmm. and it's kind of Puff, puffed away just by say the medical side and you know the effects of herbals on on the skin mm-hmm. and how it can affect so how do you find that concept of introducing you know that this will actually help your skin of speaking to people about it and do, do you find that people kind of have their need to be convinced basically yeah, I think it's kind of like anything else, like our the world, our generation love kind of a quick fix. And it's a lot easier to be like, oh, you just need retinol. That's why your skin is bad and not look at your diet. And it's not the two bottles of wine at the weekend and the no leafy green vegetables and the lack of fruit and not drinking any water. And people like to, to have that kind of the easier route and like sometimes the whole actually taking a step back and being honest with yourself is a bit difficult. So I think that's something that people often don't do. 
to get into kind of the real basics and you know this will make so much sense for everyone like every single cell in your body is surrounded for example by like a fatty a fatty wall a fatty membrane so straight away like that will just show the importance of like healthy fats in your diet and even people listening today will understand that from a skincare perspective you know have your fats have your water like they're the kind of things we've always heard about skin so if you're looking at how your body's actually formed these vitamins, the minerals, the fats, the protein, their structure in the body, your hair is made of keratin, your skin is made of keratin, that's actually protein. So your diet is like the building blocks for having that foundation and that we can work on then to have good skin, but you'll never ever be able to supplement um, out a poor diet, or you'll never be able to use skincare if your diet isn't good either. So it's kind of just being realistic with yourself, like this isn't brand new information for people either, do you get me? I always think like, you know, it's not the first yeah. time we're hearing this. It's just like, maybe we'll try and kind of really emphasize now the importance of it, the nutrition and getting from the inside out, basically. Yeah. So like the thing with the fatty, you think people know that, but I actually find that people don't realize that, that, you know, if you've uh, like impaired barrier or extremely dry skin, just congenitally rather than, you know, using something on your skin, like uh, taking in omegas that can help build back up that barrier that you know we know that essential fatty acids are good but we don't actually know that will have a direct impact mm -hmm. um so that's why i'm going to get down to the kind of the the more information like more in depth so say for example rosacea and how do you find, you know, what is the best? How are you finding people are coming in rosacea? What are the big inflammatory ingredients that are causing it? Uh, things like that. Yeah, so I think that word you just said there, inflammatory. So when I see rosacea, I think inflammation. And it's actually really interesting. So we would kind of look at that almost like an autoimmune condition as well. So like your immune system is massively affected. And to kind of loop it all back around, your gut health makes up 80% of your immune system. So you will find people with rosacea generally have digestive issues to go alongside it or, you know what I mean, they'll struggle. So they might get bloating or they might not have the greatest bowel movements and things like this. So it's actually number one is actually addressing your gut health because the healthiest gut you have, the better your immune system is going to be. And then your immune system then can manage that inflammation. So that's kind of step one, which is a whole kind of podcast in yourself on gut health. So, you know, if you're suffering with bloating or constipation or people have lots of different kind of symptoms. It's like kind of addressing that yourself. Um, then from the other perspective, I always say, let's play the fire. So that word again, inflammation, there's certain things that drive inflammation. Um, the one time I ever really look at things like gluten in people's diets is when there's autoimmune conditions or when there's inflammation. I think so many people listening are probably like, I'm going on a diet, I'm, I'm gonna remove gluten. Like gluten gets the blame a lot of the time when it's actually nothing got to do with it which I find people coming in, people like, oh, I try gluten-free. And I'm like, why did you go gluten-free? Like, I don't know, I just read about it, like this kind of thing. So, you know, for something like rosacea, reducing gluten dry can really be effective. Um, sometimes cow's milk can come in there as well, depending on the person. And then we look at it from the other perspective. So we've kind of put out the fire. And I always say that you need to fix the damage that's been done. So that's coming in what you've mentioned there, like your omega-3, which is literally me standing there with a hose putting out the fire. That's why I always think of omega-3. It's the best anti-inflammatory supplement or the food that we can take. So, you know, you're going to get your omega-3 from oily fish like salmon and mackerel and sardines, which some people aren't very forthcoming with. And then a lot of kind of like a lesser version is your seeds, like your, your uh, flax seeds and chia and pumpkin. They're nowhere in par with um, fish oil. So I kind of think like if people are eating fish, they need supplements and then we can just use the seeds as extra. Um, 
and also vitamin D as well. I think that's something that's very, very undermined is the importance of vitamin D because one of its jobs, I think, remember COVID, everyone, vitamin D was on this pedestal in yeah. Ireland anyway, like sold out everywhere. And people understood like, you know, the whole thing was, oh, vitamin D protects your lungs or vitamin D protects your lungs. And what they were kind of saying is yeah. it's anti-inflammatory. So it's the same kind of idea with that. Like it's not just your lungs that vitamin D protects, it's any kind of inflammation um, in your body. Yeah. So that's kind of our approach basically. Yeah, because you saying even about vitamin D, like I have some sachets and even after getting off the flight now, you know, yesterday, then you're exhausted and you have getting a headache and I take a bit of vitamin D and, you know, within a half an hour, 45 minutes, you can start to feel you're you're feeling better already. Also, as well as with the omega thing. So I've done a lot of research with the omega-3 and omega-6. And a lot of people think, so for example, you just take omegas and that's it. But you you really need to actually compensate omega-3 and lessen down on omega-6. Mm-hmm. And then also as well as is, um, how much that inflammation omega-6 can bring. Is that right? Yeah, I actually think so. Yeah, omega-6 and omega-3 are meant to be balanced with each other, right? But omega-6 comes from dairy products. It's in eggs. It's in all of our oils, like cooking oils. It's in your cheese. It's in it's it's in nuts and seeds. Like, it's in most things that we're eating every single day, whereas omega-3 is only in oily fish and the seeds that I mentioned. So all of a sudden, people's ranges are, are huge. Like, usually people have 60 to 1 omega-3 in their diet. And then what happens is, if yeah. you're adding in a supplement with omega-3, 6, and 9, which is very common, it's kind of old-fashioned. Like, everyone knows kind of Udo's Udo's Plus, I think that was one, or what was it called? Yeah, um, that was one. Udo's. Yeah, yeah, Udo's, yeah. yeah. So I think that came out, whatever, 40, 50 years ago. Like that was kind of one of the first ones on the market. But people's diets were so different then. Like if you think about like our grandparents, like they did not have as much processed food. Like there's sunflower oil and everything that we have. Like I'm drinking an oatmeal coffee here and the sunflower oil and that, that's omega-6. Do you know that kind of way? So yeah. people's diets have changed so much that we don't need to supplement really anymore with omega-6. And again, what happens is if you've too much omega-6 compared to omega-3, you're actually lighting that fire instead of putting it out. So I, yeah. I, I've actually never, ever given omega-6 supplement. Um, I would always just give a standalone omega-3. Um, the only time maybe if someone's vegan and even at that, like, to be honest, they're still quite processed their foods. They're probably actually still getting omega-6, but it's more, yeah, just be careful of that ratio that if you're going in, and I've seen drastic differences about people's skin because they come to me and they're on omega-3, 6, and 9, and I'll take them off that and put yeah. them on omega-3, and the difference is amazing um, how quickly it can change. Yeah, because uh, isn't avocado like massively filled with omega-6 and everyone thinks it's like a healthy fat, but it's like a fat fat. It's that's what it's not. It's like so inflammatory because this is the thing. People think that they're being really good with their diet. Like you said, you know, you're having the oat milk and you, you know, you're trying not to have dairy, but then you don't realize where you're picking up all of this inflammatory stuff that can be causing issues like rosacea and acne and Mm -hmm. stuff like that. Um, so acne then, what would you say would help or, um, you know, protect against it or, you know, what to cut out of your diet to help with it? So, yeah, I would work with a lot of people with acne in the clinic and I kind of look at it from maybe like three different perspectives. Again, you have to get to the root of the problem because I've seen people who their acne is due to hormones and they're on antibiotics for it, which is bacteria, like antibiotics are for bacterial infections, not going to do anything for that, you know, that way. So mm-hmm. you have to figure out why they have the acne. So generally as a rule of thumb, and this is not me, like there's no science behind it. This is just me in nine years in clinic. Like this is what I've kind of come to term, come to figure out that if it's very cystic 
under the skin, painful, inflamed for the entire month, and people aren't on any birth control, that's generally got to like do high testosterone or excess androgens in the body. Then you could have acne that's just flaring up around your period, which has got to do kind of more with an imbalance of your female hormones, your estrogen, your progesterone, kind of linked with PMS. So generally those people yeah. might suffer with sore boobs or suffer with painful periods as well. Um, and if none of those kind of really make sense and their their acne as well is all over their face, it could be on their forehead, on their temples, you know, on their neck, you know, all over. I would actually look at gut health because again, going back to the whole immune system thing, like 80% of your immune system is your gut and your immune system's not just about colds and flus. Like I would say your immune system puts out fires. Like it, you know, it's amazing for skin. It's for skin repair. So sometimes poor gut health can also cause acne. So that's kind of like the first step is if you figure out, okay, what's going on here, right? And yeah, it's it's hard. Like I've my own podcast and I've done an entire 45 minute episode just on this topic alone. So with testosterone, for example, that real cystic acne, the first thing I actually would look at is cow's milk. And I would say this, anyone listening, like take this with a pinch of salt. You cannot tell every single person acne is caused by cow's milk otherwise we won't be walking with acne but there's certain people and the way you describe it is I was calling like snotty kids so when your kids growing up if you were someone with a lot of ear nose throat tonsils runny noses chest infections constantly and then what happens is generally people kind of grow out of that but it might turn into things like hay fever or you might get things like asthma or your auntie has psoriasis or you're causing yeah. painful periods, it kind of shifts into different things and then you might get acne. So those are the kind of red flags I would see first. And they're the people I would actually look at cow's milk that it's got to do with a reaction to the protein found in cow's milk. So yeah. interesting. And they're generally the people that do really, really well when they reduce cow's milk in their diet. So I'm always just wary, like I wouldn't just tell everyone like dairy causes acne because it definitely doesn't. It's just those no. specific people. Um, yeah. So that's kind of the basis of it. Um, and yeah. then again, it's just figuring out like, so there's diff- if it's PMS, there's different things we do for that. If it's gut health, there's different things we would do for that. Yeah, because that's the thing. It's, it is such a wide market and um, there's so many things that can be causing it. Like, you know, like you said, it could be the PCOS. It could be it could be anything causing it. You know, it could just be PMS. Uh, like mm-hmm. there's so many different varieties and it's really important that people don't just go, oh, those are breakouts because so many. I find it hilarious, like how people can still this day and age, like, just go, oh, well, I'm just getting spots because I have acne skin or I just get breakouts because I get breakouts. Mm -hmm. Like if you've balanced skin that you look after your skin, you've good diet, you might still get a breakout, but it will come up and go down quite quickly. If, Mm -hmm. you know, you're not full on acne, there will be a cause and root cause from underneath it. So how do you, because I know you specialize with hormones and I know a lot of people have issues, you know, with PCOS, with PMS, with, you know, menopause. Mm -hmm. And there's so much in the news these days, like especially about menopause and how you can treat it and how you can help it. How do you find with menopause or how do you find your gut impacts your hormones um, that you have that kind of reaction, whether it's, um, you know, PMS is way worse or what are you seeing within the clinic? I know like there's no definitive answers, but what do you see yourself? So whether you come into me with heavy periods, acne, sore boobs, fertility issues, PCOS, loss of cycle, the first thing I look at is gut health or menopause, gut health. It's like the putting the foundations on a house because yeah. your liver, your, 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 your intestines, you're pooing it out. That's how we get rid of hormones. 
So mm-hmm. people take really expensive supplements. You could be eating all organic food. You could be managing stress. But if your digestion's not good and if your detoxification system's not good, and this isn't me talking about detoxing, like, you know, we've all heard that over the years. Obviously, your body's always detoxing, but we can do things. If you see the amount of nutrients needed to support liver detoxification, right? And some people are low on those nutrients. Of course, it's going to be um, affected, you know, that way. So it's not yeah. saying like, go on a juice cleanse. It's not what I mean. It means that we can add in certain things to support it. So it's it's by far the most important thing. Absolutely. Like so people come to yeah. me if they're constipated, like acne and constipation, you will never have good skin if you're constipated. And that is just, I might be a, a very like, you know, um, that's a strong statement to make, but I firmly believe your skin will never be clear if you're not getting rid of hormones, if you're not able to put them out properly, no matter what your skincare is. You know, if you're yeah, so, yeah. So it's it's literally the most important thing is supporting your gut health, definitely. Yeah, and how would you say things that people could do to help with menopause? Um, you know, because I know this is a huge like issue. It's less of an issue because people are actually more talking about it over the last five years than they mm-hmm. have been ever. And it is great that we're getting it out there and we're getting talked about so that people can be aware that, OK, this is a side effect of mm-hmm. menopause. But there are so many things. What do you think helps with someone who's suffering with menopause? First of all, I'd say about menopause and even our period, like there are two natural things that happen in the body. Our bodies are not designed. We're not meant to have horrific periods every month or have really heavy bleeds or have sore boobs for two weeks or have really low mood. The same at menopause. You're not meant to have hot flushes and vaginal dryness and low mood and bone issues. And they're signs of hormonal imbalance. So it's about getting back to basics and looking at your lifestyle. Like the number one thing that affects all hormones is stress. So if you're up the walls, like, and you're saying, geez, my, my, my hot flush is very bad today. And your diets, you had two coffees today and a croissant for breakfast. Like, what do you expect there? Do you know what I mean? It's very much, again, go back yeah. to basics. What do people expect? And our lives nowadays are so stressful. We all run on adrenaline, including myself and that. Like, we really do. So that hugely impacts our hormones and the same for PMS. So the way we work in clinic, and this is why I love herbal medicine so much. So for my story with herbal medicine, like, I was nutritionist for seven years in my clinic with a very very busy booked up clinic and my mom is a herbalist so we've always used herbal medicine in the clinic but just over the last couple of years I'm just like her nutrition is not enough on its own anymore because I've always used yeah. herbs but just for me and my clients and what I wanted to bring into my clinic myself is I went and trained with herbalist even though it was so hard I'm delighted it's done now but because it's just such a missing piece of the puzzle and like herbal medicine is just amazing for hate for symptoms it's just we have literally hundreds of women who don't want to be on hrt and will take herbal medicine instead and what i always think is like nature has given us every single thing that we needed like no doubt in my mind herbs work by mimicking how our hormones work like it's just absolutely fascinating so yeah it's kind of like that it's just like realizing that it's not a bad thing like our body it's not doing it to be go against us like it's you know that way yeah body's doing exactly yeah it's just coming up with kind of barriers yeah 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 exactly it is it is really interesting um the kind of link with herbal like I wouldn't have you know taken any herbals up until about three or four years ago and if I'm not taking like turmeric and a couple of other things I really noticed the difference in like energy moods um you know like it, it it's so so important to my health to take it and there's such a negative connotative 
like story to this. It's it's you know like a very cynical point of view about herbals and how it could impact. And I know myself, I I, I absolutely love it. But there, do you find that when you're talking to the clients and you're saying, okay, well, this is very inflammatory or this will mimic your hormones, that there is that cynicism because it's herbs? Yes and no. I think at this stage, like a lot of my clients would follow me on Instagram beforehand. They listen to my podcast. Like they kind of trust my opinion on it. Yeah. And I'm not standing here in the middle of a field, like dancing around a stone circle. Like, do you get me? Like, I'm very, yeah. like, matter of fact, my brain is so science-based. Like, that's how I run my team. Yeah. And herbal medicine is just a whole other ballgame. It's one of the oldest medicines in the world. My course that I did, we did a whole module on um, on science, on the chemistry of herbal medicine. We did a whole pharmaceutical yeah. module. So it's not just about learning about the plants. There's nitty gritty of science behind the herbs. And I think if people aren't open to them, people go, oh, that's all whatever, like, you know, witchcraft. I'm like, that's grand. Like, there's enough people there that want to know about it. And I actually am like, when people come back to me then after taking herbs, they're like, oh my God, I'm obsessed with herb medicine. I'm like, I know. I'm like, welcome to the club kind of thing. So I don't really push it on anyone. People will come when they'll be open to it when they want to. And, you know, a lot of people come to me as well have been a lot of other places is like they're coming as a last resort they've been to the doctor they were put on the pill to fix inverted commas i'm doing there for their hormonal acne or their irregular cycles and they're they want something different so they're very open to to doing what i what i recommend for them because they're they they just want something different you know so yeah yeah and so like with the therapist I always recommend anyone specializing in skin, skin conditions. It's always good if you um, link up with a nutritionist. Like when we used to do the health retreats, we had a nutritionist that was around the corner from the clinic. And I used to basically, anytime would be issues with rosacea or acne or anything like that, I would send them over to them. And I think it's a very good link. Do you do that currently with some clinics or anything, anyone at the moment? I love that idea. That's amazing. So definitely like where I go get my own facials, I would recommend my clients go to them where like I'm always saying to clients like, okay, like it's, I think it's kind of maybe depends how bad they are, but like maybe 70, 30, 80, 20 sometimes like, you know, that way in terms of skincare, like you can never, I just don't think you can ever, I do like if someone has PCOS, no amount of facials are going to get rid of their acne. No. If a high testosterone is no. not going to no. work. So yeah, yeah, we would. And I'm, I'm like, I would say that to my clients, I'm like, where are you going for facials? What products are you using? And it's not my area of expertise. The same way I'm sure some of your like clients and stuff like that are like the, the people who work um, in this year are probably like, feel a bit out of their depth sometimes. And I can only recommend from my experience, like with my own skin and how much I definitely see skincare like has impacted for the for the good of my skin so yeah we would have I kind of send people to my local place and then yeah get them to go I'm like go and ask them do they do like this type of skin like I love Lumiere for example because it works for me like yeah image is great so I'd like go in and check for these products because obviously they'd be well trained if they're using a Lumiere yeah. Kind of yeah 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 exactly it is it there is because at the moment like people kind of think um as therapists that they should know about skin and stuff like that Mm -hmm. and or uh, with your diet so as a therapist people think they should have an education in nutrition or should know about it but what I find is you will it's better to have that information um, outsourced Mm -hmm. so then people will actually you know if you do have them skincare and you recommend skincare that skincare will actually work if they're recommended you know the types of diet that they should be on if they the types of herbal 
um, medications that they should be on. So it really is important linking the two in. And as therapists, we think, oh, we should try and know everything. And it's really not like you said, that, you know, studying the herbalists and everything like that it was all there was chemical, there was pharmaceutical, you know, it wasn't just I'm going to look at this plant and it's going to tell me what to do. So I do think there is like a gap in the market for skin therapists, skin specialists, to work with nutritional therapists to kind of go okay it's from inside out because there isn't we had one of the girls that works with us and um she had full-blown acne and i gave her the zeo the obagi and it didn't shift it and then we she took some supplements from double i double a and it was magnesium supplements and her acne cleared up mm. like it was the combination of both yeah. but if you're not doing something like that you're not getting the results through the treatment or the products so then you're not you're not doing the client a proper service so recommending them to actually you know go do that diet um go talk to someone about it is really really important really important yeah definitely no that's such an amazing idea nutritionist and yeah, like salon skincare experts, like you'd have the best of both there, definitely. Yeah, yeah. And so with um, the so basically with what you're doing at the moment, do you see anywhere that you're going to expand? Have you looked into the IV drips or anything like that? No, it's not really an area that I'm that interested in. I guess my clinic at the moment is very much fertility. So my plan is actually to set up like a, a fertility clinic and get someone in to be able to do blood oh, testing yeah. and that kind of thing down the line. Um. But no, I'm not really interested in kind of the, I don't like anything fad. I think that's a little bit fad, you know, the way I think yeah. it's a bit, And it's very, yeah, I'm just not into stuff like that. So um, everything for us is quite personalized. Again, we have herbal medicine. Like I have a full herbal clinic. We stock 300 herbs in our clinic. So that in wow. itself is a whole practice that like, you know what I mean? Is I could do herbs on its own and never see nutrition consultation again if I didn't want to. Do you know that way that's with, with herbal medicine? So that's kind of the direction we're going in at the moment is expanding, I suppose, the herbal medicine clinic. And I, I want to, to spread, spread awareness to it because in the Western world, like in like the UK and Ireland, like people just don't know about it. Like they just, no. I'm different because I was brought up with it, with my mum, with my mum being a herbalist. But, yeah. You know, it's something that I really want to be able to like spread education around and more awareness around it and tell people like there's other options. You don't have to go and take medication. And I'm not against meds either. The whole story behind our clinic is my mom was actually a nurse for 15 years before she became a herbalist. So from a medical perspective, like we're so respectful of doctors and of medicine. And I'm never like, oh God, don't take that or this kind of thing. Like it's very much we respect them so much where we get that back all the time is a different thing you know that way that's very much I think it's fear based as well that like you know doctors will say oh that doesn't work and at the same time we'll be saying oh no you can't take that because it interferes with this you know and I'm like well does it yeah. work or does it interfere with medication like which one is it do you know that way yeah so, uh, because if it didn't work it wouldn't interfere this is the thing yeah if it didn't work why is there so much red flags around it so I always find that common quite interesting um but yeah, it'd be amazing. Like I'd love to see, you know, in years to come, the kind of the the combination of both. I think that would be amazing that medicine and alternative medicine can work together. I think that's really the goal. Yeah. And so to finish off, is there like an all round gold winner herb that you would recommend? One herb. Yeah, one herb. Ooh. I know this is going to be difficult. <laughs> what do I love? What's my favorite herb? Oh my God, I couldn't possibly choose because the way the herbs work is they're all in categories. So like we have herbs for digestion. We have herbs for, we have nervines for stress. We have something for like, 
there's like liver like they said what's my favorite herb there's actually amazing herb no one's gonna have heard it before it's called sassandra and sassandra okay. berries what's the name in english mm, i can't remember the name in english I don't, so when you learn herbs you have to learn them on latin as well like oh, wow. In Latin, oh, yeah. 300 herbs in Latin. <laughs> like, it's so intense. But anyway, so there's one called Sassandra. And Sassandra is really good for liver. It's amazing for hormones. It helps break down estrogen. Now, no one go out and get this. Like, you can't buy Sassandra unless you're herbalist. I'm just going to say, like, the power of some herbs. Um, it's really good for liver detoxification. So it's amazing for breaking down estrogen, which often causes, like, the main thing for PMS and your, your menopause and that kind of thing. Um, it's also a tonic. So it's really good for kind of like giving you energy you need to have energy and then it helps you relax you need to relax which is amazing yeah and also really good for like energy as well it's called a blood tonic and in Chinese medicine blood tonics like nourish your whole system from like your your brain to your hair to your gut health to everything so it's a lovely like herb that does like so many different things and like that's again oh, wow. herb that's just one like again I'm like I couldn't possibly choose so the way we do our clinic is like we make up personalized tonic so like I might put 10 herbs wow. in the bottle just for you that could cover all of your symptoms do you know that right that's so brilliant that's, that's really good yeah it's amazing yeah. yeah really really good so yeah I'll have to I was thinking about that later on today I'm like what's my favorite herb <laughs> <laughs> yeah because like there is you know like if someone said to me what what would you have or wouldn't you have in skincare like mm. my basic thing is is the most important thing is what you clean your skin with because mm. that's the one that does the most damage when it's wrong and like you know you can add like retinol and vitamin c and hyaluronic acid and all those things but protecting your skin and how you wash your skin every day is to me the most important yeah. um of settling it down like it's kind of having that kind of you know something you're like right this is the most important for you but yeah. no I mean, it's good because the efficient version of that is probably drink your water i know it sounds so basic oh, yeah. and actually to kind of follow yeah. on it's actually and drink clean water like you know what i mean the problem is now a lot of our water isn't up to scratch like there can be yeah. um pharmaceuticals in the water so like even if you're drinking three liters of not so great water every day that's that's going to impact your skin barrier so i think that's step one yeah. everyone make sure you're hydrated because a lot of people are like oh i have dry skin i'm like no your skin's dehydrated because you're not drinking water yeah. it's not dry you know yeah and see this is this is actually really really interesting because this is for me i've learned about it over only the last few months so now i look at the back of the bottle of water like you know one of those weirdos in the grocery store and it's like magnesium you know just checking on it and it's crazy like mm -hmm. how high some ingredients are that you know you would think what i don't really want you know but then you look at apparently and i'm not too sure if this is 100 percent correct but apparently san pellegrino is the best for minerals Ooh, like the amount of yeah so there was there was someone else that i was watching as well that, and they were saying about it and so now, now i compare i use that as a bar mm. so now i compare you know the magnesium levels and stuff like that within and it really does make a difference you know mm. like out here in india having like uh a b bottles of water like they've given us some top it shouldn't be tap water or I'll die but like yeah it's it's not the greatest so like having the if I drink a bottle of like proper mineral water I can feel so much more hydrated straight away and it is it is a huge thing it is another thing to watch out for as well yeah so interesting yeah okay well that was so much information that was really really good thank you so much Ashin, for coming on and sharing your information and Ashin has a clinic in dublin so anyone wants to come up and have a consultation with her 
and um yeah find out and get a personalized tonic I think that's amazing yeah, yeah. and then we do we have online consultations as well because we would see clients all over the world and then for anyone listening yeah. my, my podcast is called spilling the tea with AOK nutrition so I have a whole episode on acne so like I think that would be such a good one to go listen to from this one because like yeah what we were just talking about like that acne question alone in like 35 minutes so it kind of just you know and I did it so people who weren't therapists could just you know and the normal people could get good advice from it so that'll be very good one to listen to because then you can kind of give a little bit of advice to people with all you know with you know without recommending too many supplements because you can't really recommend things unless you're a nutritionist it's so annoying but you know yeah. yeah 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 but it's important to have the information because if yeah. you don't have the yeah. information you're recommending skincare and thinking that you're going to get a result from it yeah exactly yeah my hair is expanding as the humidity <laughs> rises <laughs> okay well thank you so much for coming on and it was so lovely meeting you and chatting through about everything diet and nutrition and um yeah we'll speak to you soon thank you Thanks. so much talk to you soon okay bye, bye.